Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Soul Songs and Shenanigans. My name is Cassandra, I'm your host, and I'm so excited that you guys are here listening in today. Well, today's a special episode. My friend Ricardo Hatfield is joining in on the conversation. Our topic is called When God Rescues You. Ricardo's going to be sharing his amazing, amazing testimony of when God rescued him as a baby. He's going to share his adoption story, and you guys are going to absolutely love what he has to say about that. But before we get into that, I want to share with you guys our snack of the day, which is chia seed pudding. I know you're like, what? Chia seed and pudding, that doesn't make any sense. But I'm telling you guys, it's incredible. I learned not too long ago that if you put chia seeds into some kind of liquid form that you can create a pudding because the chia seeds expand. So a friend of mine had made it like going back a few months and I thought, hey, you know what? Chia seeds are pretty good for you. I looked them up, did a little bit of research and found out that they're really good for you. So I thought, hey, why don't I try out this recipe? So what I did was I put two tablespoons of chia seeds into half a cup of almond milk and I stirred it up. You have to stir it up really good. And then I added some uh, cocoa powder because I wanted a chocolate flavor. Stirred it up again pretty good after a couple of minutes. And then I put it into the fridge. Oh, also you want to add a sweetener to it so you can add honey or maple syrup. I used uh, monk fruit as my sweetener. So I added that as well before I put it into the fridge. And I put it in the fridge overnight. And the next morning I had chia seed pudding, which is so delicious. I added some bananas on top and also some chopped walnuts. And I'm telling you guys, we have been eating this every day this week. It is so delicious and so healthy. So be sure to check that out. Well, let's get into our topic for today. When God rescues you with Ricardo Hatfields. What's up, Ricardo? Hey, Cash. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm. Do- this is like the most formal you've ever sounded. I know, I'm doing I know, good. <laughs> I know. Usually, I start the conversation with something rude, and you- yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yes. Well, welcome to the Soul Songs and Shenanigans show. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's thank it's you, my pleasure. I, I hope I hope that it's my pleasure, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> so everybody, this is my friend Ricardo. Uh, and we've known each other for I actually don't know how long. Um, I don't remember meeting you. Um, that's probably because <laughs> I came in like a flood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I think I think we like first met met at. Um, when he had asked me to be a part of the Ontario Youth Band um, worship. Really? Yeah, I think, like, that was the time we actually, like, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe like, like not. officially met, yeah. maybe? I, man. Like, yeah, that's that's how you know. Like, it's good. When it goes back that far that you're just like, I don't even remember <laughs> how this all came about or how this all started. Yeah, like, I don't even necessarily remember, like, a first conversation with you. And then yeah. you're in my life driving me up the wall. But that's a whole other story. Listen, I can say the <laughs> for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. So, guys, I wanted to bring, well, I call him Ricky, but Ricardo is his government name, I guess. But <laughs> I wanted to bring him on today um, just to share his story. But more than that, we just have a lot of fun together. So I figured you totally, when it comes to like soul songs and shenanigans, you're like all of that in one. Yes, Lord. I feel that. Like, you know, definitely more so on the shenanigans side, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody that knows me knows that that I yeah yeah that's me 
Yes. So you guys are going to have some fun learning about Ricardo and hearing his story. But why don't you tell us uh, your favorite song and favorite snack, since we love songs and snacks on the show. You you asked me to talk about my favorite song, and I immediately um, Uh decided to look for one and uh, stopped. Um, So I'm I'm trying to think of the song that, that, that... I like right now the most is probably mm-hmm. Loyal Love. Um, I've not heard that. It's by C3. Okay. Uh, yeah, Loyal Love. I, I I don't know. I don't know what it is about that song. It's just, it's it's the words, the the track. Um, hmm. It's real chill. I, anyways, that's that's where I'm at right now. Okay, uh, you know I'm definitely gonna check that out. Have Is to. it good enough for us to make it like the song of the week? Ah, uh, you definitely could. You one hundred percent could. Okay, so guys, I, remember. I felt that <laughs> in the, the one spirit. Okay, okay, that, that, I didn't say <laughs> that. Okay, never, let me let me back it up. Um, uh, <clears throat> hey everybody, my name is Ricardo. Ray, oh no, um, I'm actually. <laughs> Piss so sweet to trust in Jesus. That's what we're gonna go with. Yeah, or Amazing Grace. Yeah, right? there we go. There we go. So yeah, no, honestly, like I feel like loyal love. Like I work. feel like when it comes to okay, I feel like when it comes to music, people, that it's really hard to narrow down a favorite song. Like Absolutely. overall, like I feel like you just, I feel like I have a different favorite song of the week or the month, and then it move on to something else. Like yeah, like it's minute, really hard to just stick with one. The minute someone comes out with a new song a new album yeah i'm playing it in my car and there's one song that i'm playing the entire week and then my wife is like does your phone not work is (laughs) what what haven't you downloaded into your song onto your iphone (laughs) trying to figure out why why we're still stuck with my victory i'm gonna see a victory why are we still singing that yeah but that's that's also my song so Mm-hmm. For this week, yeah, that's too funny. <laughs> okay, and then is there? Do you have a favorite snack? My favorite snack, I would have to say, is nachos. Ooh, that's a good one. Nachos. There is yes. a bag of nacho chips in my house at all times. There wow. may not be so cheese. Like a staple. <laughs> there. <laughs> Okay, but can you have nachos without cheese? Like, that would just Listen, be listen, listen. When there's no cheese... <laughs> oh, you do? No, 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 I don't. When there's no cheese, all you'll hear is yeah. the door shut, the car start, you hear me drive off, oh. and you'll see me back at the house in 10, 12 minutes <laughs> with a block of cheese, and we're having nachos. Yes. Wow. That's a really good one. Yeah. I'd have to say that's one of my favorites, too. Absolutely. That's pretty good. It. Wow, that's awesome. Well, maybe you can tell us a bit about yourself. I mean, I feel like I know probably too much about you, but for those that don't know you at all, maybe you can share with them a bit about who you are. Well, my name, if you haven't heard it yet, is Ricardo <laughs> Terrence Hatfield. Ooh, the whole name, the yes. The whole name, the whole government name. Don't don't <laughs> don't write that down. Just just listen to it and move on. I shouldn't have said the whole yes. name, but I did. Anyway. <laughs> Um, uh, I live in Ottawa, Ontario, which is probably mm-hmm. one of the best cities in Ontario. No. Sorry, I can't hear you, Cass. Uh, one of the best <laughs> cities in Ontario. Um, I've lived here for pretty much all my life. Uh, I am married, no children yet. 
Uh, but I'm married mm-hmm. to a beautiful, the prettiest yes. girl on the face of this planet. Oh. Alicia Hatfield. I won't give you her middle name like I did mine, but. All right, that's good. That's good. Um, she's amazing. <laughs> I love her spirit. Uh, it's It's a blessing to be able to live with her, travel with her. Um, mm-hmm. now, that we're on, now that I said the word travel, one of my favorite things to do is go on a cruise. Yes. I, I believe in taking a trip once a year, as long as... Or more if you can. Oh, oh 100%. <laughs> more if you can. More if you can. Um, but we, with, with schedules and stuff, my, my wife and I, we usually only get away once a year. Um, and so... With that, I, I love to go on a cruise. If you need a cruise ship to go on Norwegian, that is the mm-hmm. company to use. Um, they've never they've never failed me yet. I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh hallelujah. Are you being sponsored I'm by sorry. Norwegian? Don't you wish though? <laughs> no, honestly, if I was being sponsored by Norwegian, I, I feel like <sighs> I'd be a millionaire by this point. And yeah. The amount of times I talk about cruising. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's something that I love to do. Um, I find it the most relaxing thing out there. Um, I'm also a, what I do for a living, I am a school bus driver, which is crazy. I'm sure none of you knew that, but it is, Mm -hmm. uh, it's something new that I've stepped into, uh, due to COVID, uh, where I was working before the department was, uh, they closed down the entire department. And so I was unfortunately, um, furloughed for a bit of time and then I was let go so I looked into other options um, that would allow me to continue doing what I love for church and also do something on the side to help uh, bring in some other income for my family so I do bus driving and I absolutely love it I love talking I want to know like do you sing to the kids the wheels on the bus go round and round (laughs) no that's not on there. I'm kind of a moment of silence for. <laughs> no, no, no. I do not sing. I do not sing for the students on the bus. Um, but I am. I'm the friendly bus driver. I'm the. Of course. I'm the fa- their favorite bus driver. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely love it. I love talking to people. Uh, I love. I love getting to know people. Um, one of my students knows that I sing. And the mm-hmm. only reason they know that I sing is because they mentioned to a young girl in our church, because I actually drive in our area, uh, they were right. in the same class. And the young girl in our church said, I think my, uh, our music director drives, oh. drives you to school. And she t- told her my name. They looked me up. And then when she got on the bus, she's like, I heard that you sing. Oh, so did you sing for her? I did not. I told her <laughs> she wants to, to hear more, that she can head over to the Everybody Growing Church on 2031 Skitsville wow. Main Street. Service is at 10.30 a.m. And uh, we'd love to have her join our service. And then she can hear myself along with our praise team. Worship that is God. unbelievable. You're so wrong. <laughs> You're like, go sit down now, Chad. Go, go sit, sit down. down. <laughs> You're standing up. I want to start moving, so. Um, oh man! But yeah, no. So I uh, I bus drive, and I'm also um, a music director here at the church. I sit here because I'm sitting in the church right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I lead an awesome team, um, talented team of vocalists and musicians, 
absolutely love my church, love my pastor, my leadership, um, and those I get to work with. And Cass, Cassandra mm-hmm. Powell, and Rob yes. Green are some of the amazing people <laughs> that I get to rub shoulders with. And uh, that's that's who I am in a nutshell. I hope I gave enough. Um, I'm also 31 yeah. years old, if anybody wants to know my age. Wow. You just laid it all out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm gonna. I'm introducing something new today, so I figured, why not start it with you, right? This is fun. Thank you. So uh, we're doing the Would You Rather game. So we have a few questions I'm going to ask you. So would you rather have your favorite meal every day for a year or a surprise meal every day of the year? I'd rather have my favorite meal every day of the year. Huh. Yeah. What's your favorite meal? Chinese food. Ooh. And you don't think you'd get sick of it like six months down the road? I don't think so. I think that I'd be able to handle it. I, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. I think I'd be good. Yeah. Better than taking the risk of a surprise meal, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Would you prefer a small apartment in the middle of a thriving city or a big house in the country living off the grid? This is hands down the easiest question that I feel I have oh. today. It okay. is living in the country <laughs> off the grid. Wow. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. But you wouldn't miss people? Like, there's no neighbors nearby? or You know, I'm an extrovert, but, like, I feel like if I lived in the country, I can... Does off the grid mean I, 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 like, I can still drive somewhere? Yeah, you can drive somewhere. Yeah, yeah. so I can, I can go see people, and then when I'm done with seeing people, I can go <laughs> like, back. Bye. <laughs> exactly. I can just be like, hey, I'm out. Right. Okay, guys. Side story. Uh, <laughs> Ricardo and I, uh, we've worked together in ministry for a long time, and our team will get together. So we have like a music team of singers from across our province, and we get together. And literally, as soon as they say "Amen," <laughs> you can hear Ricardo peeling out of the driveway, driving home. Like he doesn't want to stay. He doesn't want to talk to us after. He doesn't want to hang out. Nothing. He's gone. Like dust. Just leaving dust behind. That's it. Out. <laughs> that is the worst. All right. So let's go on to our next question. So if you could only choose one, would you rather be a singer or a musician? Ooh. Yeah. I would, I would 100% rather be a singer. Okay. Yeah, I feel like, um, yeah. Well, you don't. Oh no! Yeah, I know, singing. right? <laughs> I I, I want to say singing right now. I I kind of do all three. Like I I sing, right. I play, and I'm like leading the band at the same time. Yeah, so I feel like that's all. It's it's stressful, but I mm-hmm. feel I feel where where I'm operating, where God's called me, is when I'm singing or leading worship. Okay. That's yeah, when I that's feel, good... yeah, that's why I'm most content. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. I, I find it less stressful just doing that. I, I totally agree with that. All right. So if you had to choose between being stuck on a broken ski lift or stuck in an elevator, which one would you choose? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> um, I would choose the song, Take Me to the King. Because <laughs> <laughs> neither. Neither. You have to, you have to pick one. Bruh. Um, uh, ski lift. Yeah, I feel like you have a view. You're outside, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
That's yeah, the one. next yeah, next question. Would you rather work with a team of people who are really nice but not very talented or a group of people who are very talented but difficult to work with? <laughs> um team of difficult people. You would rather work with the difficult people. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. And we don't yeah. we don't have to say what your which one your team is. We we're not going to go there. No, 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 no. <laughs> my team, none of the above. Right, right. Of course not. Not in my church. No, no. No. I'm right. <laughs> All right. So, would you rather be quarantined in a room on a ship or in a room with a view? In a room with a view. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah. <laughs> no sharks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And then the last question, would you rather sing to a room filled with strangers or sing to a few of your closest friends? A room filled with strangers. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. People never understand that. I know. Because I, I, I feel like a room full of strangers, I can, if I'm in the, it's going to make no sense. But if I'm singing to a room full of strangers, chances are, I'm operating at a ministry capacity. Ah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And we're in a church service or, or whatever. But if I'm singing right. to some of my closest friends, I feel like I'm just doing a talent search. Yeah. Talent I, yeah, show. I agree with that. Because and I feel like there's more pressure when people know you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, hmm, that's my That's answer. good. All right, good. Well, um, I want to transition us into you telling us your story about um, how you came into the world. We don't. <laughs> that sounds so bad. It's like, are you sure? Pray <laughs> <laughs> like, about this. this. Call the birds and the bees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready for this type of a podcast, but. Oh my, that's so funny. Okay, yeah. So maybe you know, uh, like, so Ricardo was adopted. So I just wanted him to share. Um, his story of, of how that came about. So maybe you can share with us about that. Okay. So I I was adopted at age like one and a half from Montego Bay, Jamaica. Blossom Gardens was the parish. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents came from Ottawa. Uh, they, they wanted to, they felt God calling them to adopt a child. And so they came to Jamaica and, uh, and found me. But the, the, the story behind it is so much more powerful than just, than just them deciding to come and adopt a child. So you already know off, off the bat that I'm adopted. So there's no, there's no mystery in that, in that portion of it. But when I was uh, a teenager, I remember going to um, one of our, our ministers here at the church uh, who was my mentor. I remember going to him, uh, you, you know, you probably know him, Pastor Kelvin Shaw. Um, yes. I remember going, I remember going to him and asking him what, what my purpose was like, what, what, what do I do with, with what God's given me? Uh, do I serve God? There comes, because there came a point in my life when, when I was just trying to figure out my purpose and, and figure out what, what God wants me to do. And if I'm going to serve mm-hmm. God for myself or, or that, that sort of thing. Um, and at that point, I was already filled with the Holy Ghost. I was operating in ministry at the church, playing piano and, and singing. But I just didn't feel the connection to God. And so right. he responds with, you don't, 
based off of based off of you being here, Ricardo, you you don't have a right not to serve God. Like your life could have been completely different. And at the time, he he didn't know really how different my life could have been. Um, and so that that same day, I remember going home and I remember going to bed. And uh, in the middle of the night, I was woken up by a dream. And I'll tell you the dream right now. Um, I watched as this this young lady was uh, in the hospital room in Montego Bay, um, and I watched as she was giving birth. Um, she gave birth to me. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, there's no mystery in what in the story. I'm I'm talking about myself. So she gave birth to me, and after getting the doctors okay to leave the hospital, I watched as she walked out of the hospital, turned turned left. And then went down the the closest alley, opened up the garbage can, and took me from her arms and placed me in there. She didn't throw me in there. She didn't, like, chuck me or dash me. (laughs) But she placed me. She placed me in that garbage can. I remember seeing her close the lid and walk away. And thinking in my head, what, why am I dreaming this? Like, what in the world is happening? And I'm standing there and I'm watching this thing go down and I'm, I'm hearing me scream and cry for help right. as a newborn, fresh newborn child. I remember seeing that and, and hearing, hearing myself crying and watching as the poli- a police officer hearing me come to my aid and rescue me. By that point, they, she brought me back into the hospital. And at that point, I was full of um, I had worms all over me. And this is in the Jamaican oh. heat. I'm in the garbage can. Oh, my goodness. And I remember the doctors connecting a bunch of machines to me again. And then that was it. That was, that was it for the dream, for that portion of the dream. And I remember being, why, why am I seeing this, God? Why, why are you showing me this? And then it, it kind of fast-forwarded to um, I was now in an orphanage. And I'm standing on the crib. I'm standing up. There's a bunch of other kids. There's, it's a room full of cribs. There's like, there's like 15 to 20 cribs in that room. And every crib mm. has, a, has a child in it. And I remember standing on the mattress, barely able to see over the, over the, the, uh, the sides. I can see through it because it's, you know, what a crib looks like. But, mm-hmm. right. but I, I'm, 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 barely, I'm barely standing. I'm just sitting there and I'm, I'm crying. I'm screaming. And people are coming, people are going, people are adopting children, and I'm just there left. I remember seeing myself standing there and wondering, why isn't anybody, where's my mom? Where's the one that, that, that is supposed to love me? Where's the one that, that is supposed to hold me close in her arms and the one that cares about me? Where is she? Right. And at that point in time, I, I remember thinking, now that I think back to it, I remember not, not even thinking, where's my dad? Not like not a thought because that that he was never in the picture in the in the original dream, and so now now I'm in this crib and I'm trying to figure out what is happening and why why am I being left there? And then I see people who I can call my mom and dad today, Yvonne and Don Hatfield. I see them walk into the room, and I I don't see them go to the right. I don't see them go to the left but I see them come directly for me. Wow. <laughs> and at that point in time, I woke up. 
and I ran upstairs. I remember waking up my mom and telling her about this dream that I had. And she bursted out in tears. Tears started flowing down her face. Same with my dad. And at the point, at the time, I was trying to figure out why are you crying? Like, you you didn't experience this. This was my dream. Right. And I, I didn't say this at the start, but all my life, as long as I can remember, remember, I knew I was adopted. I knew that I knew I was adopted. I knew that the people that I called my mom and dad weren't, they didn't give birth to me. I knew that. Right. So they didn't hide that from me. They didn't hide anything from me. But they said, this is the part of your story that we didn't know how to tell you. Hmm. This is the part of your story that hurts us. Yeah. And I remember going back to my room after my mom and dad prayed with me, went back to my room, and I dreamt the same dream over again from start to finish. But rather than just seeing individuals walk towards me, I saw the hand of God pick me up out of the garbage can. Uh, I didn't see a police officer. I didn't see that female police officer, but I saw the hands of God pick me up out of that garbage can and bring me back into the hospital and rub rub the worms and stuff off me, rub the dirt and stuff, rub yes. the trash and stuff off of me. And then it transferred, transferred and I saw myself in the crib, in the orphanage. I can, I can tell you what the orphanage looks like. I can tell you, I can tell you, and I, I haven't been back there. I was back there when I was, I think I was six when I went back. It's been, it's been since, since then, since I was in that orphanage, but I can tell you what the room looks like. I can tell you where, where the cribs were. I can tell you where I was in the room. And it's only because of that dream. But let me go back. When I was in that dream, I saw God leading Yvonne and Donna Hatfield up the cobblestone driveway to the orphanage. Unknown to me that God had been speaking to them here at this little church in in Ottawa, Ontario. Unknown to me that God had brought them together. Unknown to me that God had told them that they need to go to Jamaica and adopt a son. Unknown to me that God had led them literally to my crib. I saw as God led them to directly to me. And in that moment, I knew at that point of time that where I'm at today is exactly where God wants me to be. Right, right. And moreover, if it hadn't been for the Lord's hand on my life, I wouldn't be here. But to top it off even more, and this, this, this is the portion that I think applies to every single one of us. Mm-hmm. As a child, I didn't deserve what happened to me. Right. And I remember trying to figure out what did I do wrong? What was so wrong with me? What was so disgusting about me that my mom couldn't have even just left me in the hospital, but she, she took me and threw me out. What was so bad with me? And in that moment, God said, did you know that you, did, you had no clue what was happening? You had no clue who I was. You had no clue who Jesus was. You yes, had no clue true. that there was this man that came to die for your sins. You had no clue that there was somebody watching over you, but yet I was yes. still there. And the part that applies to every single one of us is that even when we don't know who he is, he yeah. knows <laughs> who we are. Right, right. The song so says, true. even when I can't see it, yes, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. Not once in my life, if I look back now, if I take stock of everywhere that I've been and everything that I've gone through, 
Not once in my life can I say that I've been left without God. The Bible says, for I know the plans I have for you. Yes. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you an expected end. Yes. So my testimony, my testimony through all that is that God kept me. Regardless of me knowing, regardless of me not knowing who he was. Right. He knew who I was. And so we're sitting here today in the middle of this pandemic. We're sitting here in the middle of this pandemic. Hopefully we're almost at the, at the end of it. But regardless what happens, I know that God is in control. Yes, he is. Because he is, he's proven. He's proven himself time and time again. His track record is that he's will, he will always be no matter the circumstance I face, he will always be a way maker. He will always be a miracle worker. He will always have the victory. He will always be watching over my life. And that's why I am who I am today. That's why I, I lead worship with such passion and with such desire. That's why I love to do what, I, what God's called me to do, simply because right. it is the very least that I can do. It's the very least that I can do to mm-hmm. a God who has left everything to come down and save me. It is the least that I can do is give back this small portion of my time and my life back to him. So I think I'll just keep rambling. I hope I'm not rambling, but I definitely feel the Holy Ghost. No, yes, I feel it's you. Definitely feel the Holy Ghost. There's a scripture. Yes. There's a scripture that I I did for devotion. Uh, Our church is doing, our, our hyphen group is doing a devotional. Right now, and there's a scripture that I call it my life scripture. And I want to I want to share it with you. It's Philippians chapter four, verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want. Mm -hmm. For I have learned. In whatever state I am in. To be content. To be content. The word content means to be satisfied or pleased. Right. And so my, my, my philosophy is whenever doubt creeps into my mind and whenever I start to feel like I, I haven't arrived yet, whenever I start to feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just un, unhappy or whatever, I remind myself that it really seriously could have been worse. Yes, it could have been. And what Paul is doing when he talks about this, this scripture is he's, he's talking about his thankfulness. He's not just thankful for their, for their giving because it says that he, he said he wasn't needy. Even right. though when we read more about, about Paul, we know that he's, he's a needy dude. <laughs> he's needy. <laughs> Yes. But in this portion of scripture, he wants them to know that depending on their gifts, he's not depending on their gifts, rather, to meet his needs. And neither should we depend on the things of, of this world to be our rallying cry or deciding factor and whether we feel like we've arrived or not. Yes. Because in whatever state that I'm in, 
based off of my past, based off of what God has brought me from, based off of the, the hurt that I felt, based off of being thrown in a garbage can, but being picked up, based off of being being left in an orphanage, but being adopted and grafted into not just a family that loves me, but being brought here into Spitzville to a family of God and being grafted into this family, getting to know Cassandra, getting to know Rob Green, getting to know Andre, getting to know all these people, Draylon, getting to know these people in my life and having them close to my heart. I have learned that in whatever state I am with, at yes, whatever state yes. I am in, in the moment that I'm at today, it is far better than it could have been. Yes, yes. And I've learned to be content. So if everything fails me, I was just in a car accident a few weeks ago. No matter, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, 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 if that car accident took me out and it's easier to say it now, right? but if something happened, as soon as I was sitting in my head with, in my, in my room with a, with a concussion, I told myself, oh, I have learned whatsoever state I'm in, state I'm in, yes. bear with to be content. Cause the only reason I'm sitting here today is because God kept me. Let yes, me stop. Please. Wow. Wow. You know, Ricardo, do you mind just, um, I I think we just need to take a moment just to pray for those that that are going to be listening to this because uh, there's so many things that are going on in, in people with their mental state right now, right? And people a lot of times can only focus on what they can see right now. And they may have forgotten that God has kept them or they may need to be reminded of where God brought them from and that God knows what their future is and that God's hand is on their life. But sometimes people just need that encouragement and that reminder. So you mind just taking a moment just to pray absolutely, for our listeners? Yes, absolutely. I don't know where you are right now when you're listening to this, but if you can, I want you to close your eyes, bow your heads and just pray with me as I pray. God, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. God, for what you've been doing in our lives. God, I thank you, Lord, for these these ways, these mediums to connect to people all across this world. Lord, I don't know who's going to listen to this, but I do know that your word is true. And so, Lord, I pray, God, in this moment, God, before I go further, Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for everything that you have done in our lives. God, I thank you for keeping us. God, I thank you for watching over us. God, I thank you for protecting us. God, let me even go as far to say, God, I thank you for allowing me to be living in in and through this pandemic. God, I know that you're using this to show us. You're using this to show God's people that I'm more than just the God that's confined to your church building. I'm more than just a God that's confined to having a worship service and hearing people sing. I'm more than just a God that that needs a a minister, a licensed minister to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. But Lord, you're showing us in this moment that you are God and you reside every single place, God, that we go. Lord, you're showing us in this pandemic that you, you can touch us no matter where we're at. You can touch us in our high schools. You can touch us in our elementary schools, in our college campuses, our Eunice campuses. Lord, you can touch us in our work, in our homes, Lord. You're showing us, God, that you reside everywhere and you're never, we're never too far from you for you to touch, heal, and deliver, God. Lord, I pray for those that are dealing with anxiety. Lord, I pray for those that are dealing 
with something, Lord, where they're dealing with maybe mental illness, God. Those that are dealing with something that happened in their past and they've been struggling, struggling to get through it. Maybe during this pandemic because they can't go anywhere, God. They're locked up in the same home that is causing them damage. Lord, I pray, God, that in this moment, Lord, that you would be the comforter. God, I pray, God, that you would show each and every person, God, under the sound of our voice, under the sound of my voice, God, that you are with us every Mm. single day. You've never left us. You've never forsaken us. Everything that we go through hasn't caught you by surprise. You're not caught off guard by anything. And Lord, we know that there's things that we go through, Lord, that you you didn't cause. You didn't, you didn't push us over the edge, God. But if there's one thing that's for sure, is that you were there. You yes. were there to catch us. You were there to help us back up. The song that says we fall down, but we get up. The only reason that we get up is because you got up. The only reason that we're able to continue on is because you're there with us. And Lord, as I said, for we have learned that in whatsoever state that we are in, Lord, I pray that you will help us to understand that it could be worse. It could be worse. And it could get worse. But one thing is for sure is that you are walking and talking with us every step of the way. God, I pray for those that may be listening that haven't made it to a church building, an altar in quite some time. Lord, I pray that you will help them, God. Speak to them. Minister to them, God. I want to see every lost soul, God, every person that has been struggling through this pandemic, Make it out on the other side better and stronger in their walk with you than they were before. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, again for everything that you are doing. I thank you, Jesus, for bringing us to this moment. And I thank you, Jesus, for giving me the opportunity to be a part of what you're doing. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. 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 Oh, I can't believe me crying and everything. My goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, God is so amazing. Yeah, sure you are. <laughs> no, like God is so amazing. Um, just to see how he brings everything together. Like everything he does is perfect. Everything. Like his, his timing is so perfect. You know, guys, I had other questions, you know, for Ricardo, but I'm just like, no, this is what God had for today. And I know that whatever country you're in or wherever you live, wherever you're located, that God is reaching for you. God, he knows exactly where you're at and he's reaching for you. And so it's okay if he totally interrupted our plans to reach you specifically. That's how much he loves you. So I just wanted to thank you, Ricardo, for coming on here and... We're Thank just uh, so blowing this me. up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's always yes. a blessing, always a privilege to be involved in anything that Cassandra oh, is doing. 
anything. I'm, I'm going to keep this recording so I can play this back the next time yeah, you say I no. Yeah, I think I said anything. As, as soon as the <laughs> tea came out, I was like, ah, I think you can. I'm going to come back. Yes. All right. Well, thanks again. And you know what? We might do this again sometime soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. God bless everybody. Yes. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. I just wanted to take a moment out to say a big thank you to my friend Ricardo for joining in on the conversation today. It had me in tears. I mean, I've heard his testimony you know, a good amount of times by now, but every single time it gets me. And the reason why it gets me is because I always hear the love of God in every piece of his testimony from the beginning up until present day. When you hear the love of God and you feel the love of God and that he's willing to rescue us and he's willing to set us free and he is willing to deliver us from whatever bondage and whatever stronghold is holding us captive. The love of God is so amazing and his love is unconditional. He loves you so so very much. And I hope that you got that out of today's episode. I also wanted to share uh, the song that he was talking about um, in the beginning of the show called Loyal Love. And the words are so powerful. I wanted to share with you uh, the chorus as well as the bridge. The chorus says, your loyal love leads me to repentance. Reminds me when my name is your loyal love, a fortress that I run to an endless search and rescue. And I'm coming back to my senses, back to your presence and your loyal love. I'm coming back to my senses, back to your presence. And the bridge says, you'll never forget me. You always pursue no matter what I've done, I'm held close to you. You'll never abandon. You'll never condemn. Your grace keeps on reaching again and again. So thank you guys for listening. And I really hope that this encouraged you. No matter what you're going through, know that God loves you with an everlasting love. Thanks so much for listening in today. If you want to find out some more information about the show and see pictures and stay connected, please be sure to check us out on both Instagram and Facebook under Soul Songs and Shenanigans. And if you want to hear any of the recommended songs, we have a playlist set up for you on Spotify under Soul Songs and Shenanigans as well. Enjoy. Happy listening. Take care. Bye-bye.